Kia ora and welcome back to How Not To Be An Arsehole. I'm sick, I'm dying, but that doesn't matter because the budget came out and they're going to double the benefit rates. They're going to put rent caps on. They're putting all the landlords in jail. They're fucking shooting all the millionaires. Yes, 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 Labour's come through. Sam was right, I was wrong. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had a horrifying conversation about um, about rent in uh, Kaikaui, apparently, to to reflect like the, the boost that benefits will eventually be getting uh, rents from in Kaikaui have gone from like 200 to 500 like overnight which is fucked obviously $500 yeah so it's it's cheaper to rent in Whangarei at the moment than it is in Kaikui what the fuck I know bonkers who the fuck is going to pay $500 for a house in Kaikui so the more um, gullible listeners um, for them I just say that well, everything I just said was bullshit and the budget was a complete disappointment yeah. um, but no one is surprised least of all Dan it was surprised. just so so tepid. I guess just like everything else that Labor's done since they um, since they got in, like tepid as shit. Like a half full cup of warm piss. Yeah, um, so uh, Todd's not here. Um, I don't know what's wrong with him now. He's still on the rotisserie chickens, probably puking <laughs> in a fucking car park somewhere. Um, <laughs> I'll say it again: if you're living in an area that sells rotisserie chickens out of service stations, you're living in a fucking wasteland. He does live in a wasteland. Oh, he's moving though. Maybe he's moved to his new area. Maybe he's moving right now. Who knows? I'm moving he's, soon. He's still in I'm Melbourne, though, right? Yeah. He's in Melbourne. Well, he's, only, he's only just in Melbourne where he is now, but the place he's moving to is quite close to the centre. Um, and I don't know what Kai is doing. Probably fucking putting up homeless traps outside of shops so that the homeless can't sleep there. Whatever small business owners get up to. She's running time. a business, for God's sake. She's, <laughs> she's, busy. she's running a fucking business. What's more, she's running hospitality, you know? So, I mean, I'm that's just, all the I'm just joking. Right. Oh, yeah. I wish that she would start a business up in Auckland so I could eat her delicious food. It's all vegan, right? It's all vegan and yeah. plant-based and bi- biodynamic. Righteous, righteous food. Really nice, too. Have you tried it? Like, is that... Yeah, I had it, I had it um, at the YGB thing. She was doing the food there. Boxing where? day thing where I made all that money, which I've still got the cash in the house. I don't. I, what do you do with cash now? No one wants it. You just spend it. What are you talking about? Yeah, How much cash is it? What are we talking? Like the deposit on a house? Or? Um, enough to buy a few pairs of shoes. You did definitely just spend it. Just like live off it, so you don't have to spend whatever's coming into your account. But people get weird when you give them money now. Have you not noticed that? No, I haven't noticed that. I no, give, I he'll give you looks. I have like, I've got a little bundle of notes now because I do tarot when it's all cash and like I always whip the whole bundle out when I'm getting my groceries or whatever. Yeah. And there's nothing but grace and, and patience from the Lim Chow Su's, so. Yeah, maybe. You do what maybe, now? Well, uh, to tarot. I do tarot readings for money. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell the listeners about it? Oh, okay. So I've started doing tarot. Um, I've had like, Quite a invested interest in, in everything occult since I was like twelve. Tarot in particular. What happened at um, twelve? I don't know. I guess the onset of puberty for me uh, was concomitant with a latent thirst for power. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm like I'm really objectively I'm I'm really really good at tarot and I just fucking love it. Like um, it's it's so culturally muddied because it's quite old and it's just acquired like. A bunch of different sort of uh, historic insignia from all, like from different different places, different sources. So, like, I mean, by muddied, I mean like it really is muddied. But then, when I'm like reading a spread, because it's essentially just creating a narrative um, from the archetypes that show up somewhat haphazardly or whatever, um, and it's just, it just feels like I'm using the same part of my brain that I use when I'm I'm writing. Like, it feels identical. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 amazing. So. So just say you turn. I don't know fuck all about this. So just say you turn over the, um, the rabbit card or whatever, and, rabbit you, card. <laughs> and you say, okay, well that means that you're going to fucking, um, marry your best friend. It's uncanny week. now. I can do like you know. I'll, so I start off doing like a four card spread, just sort of like gauge where people are at, and then do like a more detailed like, like fourteen card solo cross or whatever. Can can you break um, it down? Because I have no idea what you're talking about, and I imagine most of the listeners don't either. So uh, let's say I'm reading somebody's, I'm giving somebody a tarot reading. I'll, I'll sit them down and I'll, I'll get them to sort of relax and just sort of 
<laughs> fill the spaces. So, so you did, you're doing Dan's tarot reading? Okay, if Dan, you came in, I'd be like, hey, kia ora, have you had a tarot reading before? I'd, I'd like to go to that because also I don't want people to sort of approach it as being like a concrete predict of the future. I think that um, it can be harmful. I think it's better as a gauge of like situational factors and how to optimize them. And then, so I'll give that spiel. Because the last thing you want is to like have a negative reading and then get into a headspace of self-fulfilling prophecy. Like that's just nonsense. Also, none of the cards are like inherently negative. It's all about the relationships they have with the other cards. And you what happens when you get the rabbit context. card? What happens there's, when the rabbit card is upside down? There is no rabbit card. I also, okay. I don't read reverse cards, like cards in reverse. I just, yeah, it's just unnecessary. Because um, the, the rest of the surrounding cards will, will tell like a combined story or whatever. You know, it's just like cumulative, intuitive thing. Um, but it's gotten, it's so uncanny, like still now, I, it amazes me how I'll be able to gauge exactly what's going on in a person's life from like a certain combination of cards. And ha having like, now I, that I do it quite regularly in a week, I can literally pull three or four cards and be like, oh, this is happening to you. And like, it's just, it's right <clears throat> When are you doing time. the next one? Uh, so I do it Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. So Where at? Thursday and Saturday at uh, Open Cafe on K Road, which used to be the old 830s so next to the mobile. And then on Sundays, so that's Thursday and Saturday. And then Sunday I'm doing it at Search and Destroy in Ponsonby. Um, and it's just 10 till 2, 35 bucks a reading. Uh, and it's, I love it. I really, really fucking love it. I love entering into like a more profound space with someone to sort of talk about their lives. It feels quite healing for me as well. It's, it's nice. It's really, really nice. What do you think about this, Dan? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Come in, Dan. I'll you, can, it, you can I'll put that on reading. your fucking advertising, Dan Morby. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I can, speaking about um, prices, land prices up north, because me and some friends are—I've talked about this in the podcast before—but we're going to go in and try and buy some land. Well, yeah, where, where are you thinking? <clears throat> um, I was thinking up sort of um, north of Dargaville because I got friends and family around there. Oh yeah. They're fucking, there's houses going there, not particularly great houses, for like fucking 800000 to a million dollars now. Yeah, because right in the river has become prime real estate. Like That's the nearer insane. to the river you are, like, like that well, area I, is so fucking impoverished and like has no amenities. Um, I mean, I suppose it's got a warehouse and a supermarket, but you know what I mean? It's like... What's an amenity? It's like a Starbucks. Huh? Well, it's not, it's not like, like where my dad lives, like... The council refused to steal, seal the road, and they refused yeah. to even like fill the potholes. So it's like driving down there in a normal car is fucked, and it's like yeah, that is fucked. And How much were the prices when you first started looking? <clears throat> about two, two hundred, three hundred. Like this is like Fuck. it's just gone up. I think they'll be priced on the fact that uh, a lot of development is going to be happening in the north over the next decade. You know what I mean? So that they're, they're like future prices. I really just want to just make sure they kill, kill someone. I don't know. Are they it's hard. I mean, but who the fuck would be buying them though? Because it's like, you know, some if you're... maniac real estate agent. I remember when there was a fire. Do you remember that fire in Dargaville in like the late 2000s? It like took out all three buildings in the, in the town centre. I thought Dargaville was done, but it's bounced back clearly. I mean, well, they got it. a vegan cafe there. It's like some kind of religion. Oh, really? Some kind of strange religion. But what vegan. Is Potentially symptomatic of some sort of insidious cult that's set up between dark. It'll definitely and be a cult. Like veganism yeah, yeah. and religion, when you put those two together, it's um, cult, <laughs> cult, cult, cult. <laughs> it's, it's either, yeah, it's, a, it's an eating disorder or it's a fucking cult. You should go do your tarot readings there. Oh, I'd make a bomb. Market days are real good. I made $500 at the last market day I did. Damn. Yeah, it was good. And I wanted to first Thursday coming up on K Road. But then that might mean that I show up late to the orgy at Centurion. Um, can't you just be like, hey, I've had enough of this, I've got to go have an orgy? <laughs> it's like, hey, I actually do shite, so I don't want to, you know, <laughs> have all that labor go to waste, so I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I used to do that typewriter thing I did at first these days, but um, I found people, it was a mixed bag, and lots of children too, but I suppose it's not as bad with what you're doing. It is a real mixed bag on first Thursdays because people sort of like come in as tourists to Cairo. They're like, oh, it's so, so like quirky and vibrant. Look how much homeless they are, how novel, you know, <laughs> shit, <laughs> fucking shit. Yeah, but apparently this one's like the queer edition or something. It's like K-Road Queens with a K. Ugh. That makes me kill myself. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. I actually didn't get a chance to like properly look through the budget, but I have heard from multiple sources that it's just so lukewarm. 
Um, and I think people were sort of expecting a few like pleasant surprises, but. Well, it just, it just seems weird to me from a, like a purely political standpoint, not from a good human ethical, but you know, like just as a politically, you think that you would have gone all in on one thing. Do you know what I mean? But it's just like little half measures across the board. Like, so. I think there's like a totally method to them being so fucking tepid, though. Like, if they, they got in on the strength of centrism and they're going to maintain, they're going to leverage themselves to stay where they are through centrism. You know what I mean? So, if they, if they're too, oh, if they, if there's any change in the next few years, it's just going to be so cautious or even imperceptible. Yeah, so I guess the big one was the um, budget increase, the benefit increases, which is what, you know, the opposition are really pushing back on and stuff. But it's like... Yeah, but in the most horrifying ways, like Judith Collins, the only way she can sort of, like, I don't know, like she's sowing dissent and like racial dissent to lure voters. I'm like, you're fucked. National, you know, is so down. And I'm just kind of like, what's going to happen? A national going to go from being this this party that had like a significant votage and they're just going to, are they just suddenly overnight from Judith Collins' toxic racially charged diatribe, are they just going to become like this irrelevant, like alt-right fringe party? You know what I, I mean? I, I, I think they will, but I don't know about the irrelevance. Like I think that there's a, I've said, yeah, I, said, I think I said this last week, but I'm really worried that by Labour not doing anything, they're going to further entrench all those people that just completely marginalise who don't vote because they're like nothing even yeah. changes, and then and, so, and exacerbate working class racism. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, so the benefits went up. Um, they said even saying they went up fifty five dollars, but that depends what benefit you want. So some of it's the lowest increase of thirty dollars a week. But that's not and, effective until next year, right? Yeah, but I mean, even if they put it in right now, it just doesn't. It's just it's just, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, like. Yeah. Um, so I guess you got landlords in Kaikoui anticipating, you know, uh, the increased benefit, bumping their rental prices up by two or three hundred dollars. Imagine nonsense. what a piece of shit you'd be to have to be to be a landlord there, eh? Like, you know, yeah, it's one of the poorest parts I, of the country. I can't believe there are landlords. I just thought everyone like north of Kawakawa was selling meth because there's literally nothing else. Yeah, um, and then there was nothing really on the housing. They they are building a thousand. Um, Houses for Māori, which I guess is positive, but you know it does again. It seems like a half measure. Um, my family is my extended family are currently working to put our land into a trust, which is really exciting. Cool. Where's, your, where's the land? Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's in Ruakaka. We haven't been able. It's like worth millions, but we can't. No one in the family has been able to touch it because the gang side's been squatting on it. Um, yeah. So there must have been a recent development where we. Got, got a toe in the door without getting murdered in our sleep, which is nice. It's really nice. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know. It's Yeah. It's been galling knowing that their land's there and there's nothing we can do about it because the gang's are sitting on it. Obviously, the gang's are still whānau, so maybe the Christian side of the family and the gang side of the family came together and reached some sort of agreement. So you're, you're, so there's the Christians and the gangs and you're kind of in the middle? Yeah, yeah I'm like the agnostic homo. <laughs> non non gang affiliated agnostic homo. The one thing that um, I thought looked vaguely interesting was they'd put more money into rail, but I can't see anywhere um, any details on it. That's smart. I know this is gonna, as soon as they make open that rail up between here and Northland, like I reckon everything between Hamilton and Whangarei will just become one big sprawling metropolis. Like Auckland will just fan out like a fungus, like an algae bloom. I'm just trying to find it now. Um, budget New Zealand 2021. Actually, Dan, why don't you have a look? What do you exactly want me to look at? The rail allocation? To see if there's any details about it. The list On is one like, hand, the list is I, like, what the fuck am I listening to? Yeah, you know, when you look at the graph, you can see. This is New Talk ZB now. When you look at the graph, you can see where people stop listening, and it's like exactly this moment. Eight hundred and ten million is allocated to purchase new trains, wagons, and upgrade existing shit. No, that's fantastic. I'm all for that. That's great. That is that's great. Really but I just, great. I just wish I knew what Four that meant. Four billion. Oh no, don't forget that. Four billion. <laughs> what are you reading? What are you reading? Your, your drug lord invoices. Four billion. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's why we can't see you, eh, Dan? You're like fucking living in opulence. <laughs> I'm just on stuff. Yeah, 
I can't believe I'm sick again. And well, it's because you're burnt out, baby, doing so much. It's crazy. <sighs> it's true. I've gotten very good now at being busy, but not not partying. So I'm like um, stretching medium health out real thin. Do you know what I mean? But you're young and don't have an autoimmune disease as well. Young, I'm 30. Oh yeah, I don't have an autoimmune disease. That's that is accurate. 30 is young. Your body hasn't betrayed you yet. Really? 25 felt like a betrayal. I was like, oh, okay, oh, you so my, wait. So my hangover is chicken, just chicken on this in five years. <laughs> <laughs> no, by by the time I'm 35, I'm sure that like nanobot vampire serum will be available, and hopefully, I'll be wealthy enough that I can afford it. I might buy you some if you like. Nanobots. That's something that people don't talk about a lot anymore. Eh? Nanobots. It's if, if all's quiet in the home front regarding like certain technologies that have conceivable military applications, then there's probably a reason. Not to sound mm. all foil hat about it. <clears throat> so um, nanobots for the listeners, and I know fuck all about it, so what I'm saying is probably going to be wrong, but um, there's little miniature technologies and they could... There was, a, there was a really big thing about 10 or 15 years ago and they're saying that they'd be able to like, transform like rubbish into food and um, heal your organs and um, do all this amazing shit, but um, I haven't really heard anything about them until you just said that then for at least a decade. Well, imagine how many industries would be undercut by the applications or potential applications of, of nanobots. So... I imagine that there's been a lot of suppression of. Oh my god, I sound so foil hat. I'm not cute. They're suppressing the fucking cute. nanobot industry. <laughs> okay. Free the nanobots. Well, you know what I mean. For there to like, be change, but you know there needs to be like a sort of like uh, a kind of like cultural hegemony that makes the public sort of susceptible to to um, pressuring the powers that be to implement those changes. For sure. You know? Dan, um, can you Google I mean, nanobots and see what it says? Google nanobots 2021. Let's find out what's going on. It could literally be a vampire serum. We've got the combining nanobots with, with 3D printing. You know, you could have an injection of nanobots that storm your entire, they colonize your whole body. And every time you have cell, cellular degeneration, they would just reprint a synthetic replacement for that cell tissue. And so over time, you'll just become completely synthetic and you'd be fucking immortal. But, um, Imagine being the first person that had all the first fucking hundred oh, people that got that. Sign me up! Sign me up! Absolutely. What do you got for us, Dan? Oh fucking god! I can't Come read on. this shit. Just give us, just give us the, the lowdown. You're a tech, get off, technic. Get off Reddit. Get off there's Reddit. Been, so there's been advancements in the medical side of it. Any details? Okay, cool. Oh, we'll leave you to have a look. They're capable of cleansing blood. They're working on that at the moment. Sweet. That's exciting. That's cool. Yeah, I got shit for blood, so that would be good. Be cool. Think about it. We All of these technologies are like, if they're conceivable, it means they're totally doable. The reason that, you know, we don't have... The same reason that we don't see, like, nanobots already being implemented at a commercial level is the same reason that cities have looked the same since the end of the Second World War is that, like, industrial technologies are sort of tracked by a, this, all the social relations to the private sector. Break that down a little bit. So, like, you know, for, as an arbitrary example, what we're talking about, nanobots, mm. um, I feel like we've known how that could potentially transform society for decades now. Um, but all the funding and all the materials that should be going towards that technology and all its myriad of amazing, dare I say, utopian applications are being deliberately suppressed or hoarded by, um, by, by pri private business who, you know, might enjoy... <laughs> the way things are now. They have markets that to some degree are naturalized. <clears throat> Do you think it was always going to go this way though? Like with the sort of capitalistic individualistic... No, absolutely not. Neoliberalism, was, we think it's common sense. We think profiteering is common sense, but it's not. And it never was until like, again, the end of the Second World War. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I don't, obviously, I don't think that. But I, what, mm. what I mean though is that you know, like maybe it wouldn't have been neoliberalism, maybe it would have been another ideology, but do you think it was always sort of going to head to this way of progress? Like once people sort of got to a certain level, once humans as a race got to a certain level of technological advancement, it was like, it's sort of like a race to the bottom really, you know? I, I don't necessarily think so. I think, I, I, I mean, I think that's quite cynical, you know, and it's also that whole like historical materialism idea, that notion that... Um, history moves in this sort of algorithmic way. And I, I think that, you know, totally discredits our ability to sort of um, self-determine as a species or as a society. Um, and like, you know, again, neoliberalism and, and the society that we're in right now, you know, the incentive, the profit incentive, none of, we take that as being like common sense. 
but at a time it wasn't necessarily common sense. And the only reason it is now is because, you know, a, a few key intellectuals or whatever circa the end of the Second World War formed this society called the Montpelierian Society, and they spent 30 years creating fucking think tanks where mm. they, they, they exchanged all of these <clears throat> ideas and then very in a very calculated way influenced media and infiltrated important government bodies with members of their society to naturalise this idea of neoliberalism, that profit should be the only incentive and that the private sector could more more efficiently run society than the public sector ever had. So, like, that's the, the society we're in now is not this naturalised thing. It was t- entirely invented and then implemented over over the latter half of the 20th century. And so I feel like right there is the reason why the left is so impotent is because it, you know, it, it's not doing what the Montpelier Society did. It's not gathering, it's not gathering, it's not organising and, like, just talking and talking and talking constantly and, and you know, ex- executing or implementing think tanks or in a very calculated fashion infiltrating, like, specific government bodies. But I think we it's also that they murdered and imprisoned a lot of the sort of leaders on the left for, you know... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, a long well, period of time. And I think that, um, you know, even even something like, on a, on, a, on a micro level, you know, even something like the mother of all budgets or, um, you know, Rogernomics and all those things that happened in the 80s, like, I, I mm. definitely feel like the, the position that the left is in in this country is directly affected by those things. And I, and I don't think that they yeah. sat around in a room and said, hey, this is how we're going to undermine the progressive left. But I definitely think that that those, that those but, were but they a did. cause of that. That's, but that's literally... That is, that is literally what they did. It's not, it's not a conspiracy. Like, no, no, I, 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 no, I, I, no, I know what you're saying, but I don't think that yeah. Roger Douglas and the other fucking idiot, what was his name, Mike? Um, By that time, though, like, you know, these ideas that, that we now recognise as being like, you know, capitalism or whatever, essentially the water we swim in, those ideas were sufficiently entrenched and naturalised by that point. Do you know what I mean? Um and they would have been influenced by the second generation of that society. Yeah. So what what the left needs to do is is to like follow that model to the letter and create a fucking counter hegemony. Um, you know, acknowledging. Oh, I sound so dry. <laughs> like um, acknowledging the, the the power and the influence of of media, even like memes, things that we think are trivial or whatever, but that are actually part of our daily media consumption. None of those things are but don't you think it? Don't you think, though, that you could create an alternative? Like, because that's why, I mean, we've spoken about this before, about utopias, you know, like I think that, I think the big problem, one of the big problems on the left now is that no one's offering a vision, like saying, look, this is, we could have this. Like, even in my lifetime, yeah. there used to be a vision of something better. Yeah. Where now it's just like, you know what I mean? It's just about survival or... Animosity, um, bitterness, resentment, like, you know, piss, pissing contests about who suffered more. Mm. I hate this this climate that we're in. We're never going to get anywhere if everyone's just, like, measuring their trauma dicks, you know? Like, what the fuck? What does that achieve? Yeah. Nothing. And especially nothing. because, I mean, not to get too depressing, but humanity, <laughs> you know, hum, being human is, is suffering, you know? Like, so it's not like... Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it was really, for me, it was a real shock. I remember when I first met proper rich people and I was like, oh, you guys are all fucked and miserable as well. Like, yeah. thought, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you guys, then everyone is you're just miserable yeah. in a different way. <laughs> I know I see the rich and powerful. I'm like, oh, you, you do, you're using it wrong. You're using it wrong. <laughs> God, give it to us. We, we, know, we know better. <laughs> Fuck, but we'd all be, us three will be fucking dead within a week if we had any money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah. What would you do if you got some money, Dan? I have no idea. Oh, come on. Nothing I need. New shoes. Nothing you need. Jesus no. Christ. Fix my house. No. Oh, yeah, fix, fix the masturbatorium. Boring. No, don't fix fuck your house. You know what I'd do? I would if I'd... I could, Sam. <laughs> fix, fix it. <laughs> what would you do, Sam? Um, I would uh, get rid of all my clothes and... Buy exclusively buy a new wardrobe consisting of fifty percent Jimmy D and fifty percent Rick Owens. Um, what would I do? What else would I do? I would probably look at entering a local government up north in Whangarei, just because that place I'm quite fond of, and I really want it to 
oh, stay affordable for the people who are already living there. And I just see that in the next decade or so, it, it is like the locals are going to be pushed out. I mean, that's already started. But where are they going to go? Like, because what is more affordable than Whangarei? Like, well, I mean, Whangarei, because it's so close to Auckland, is suffering from the same housing bubble we're going through. Sure, to but it's not like, like what I'm saying though is like when, I, when I've been looking for these places online, like I'm looking everywhere. I'm looking the far, far north, you know, and everything is expensive now. Like it's not like, there's not somewhere you can go anymore. Like maybe, I mean, maybe Invercargill or something or Bluff, but I wouldn't be surprised. Dan, look up houses in Invercargill. On what? Like trade me property or something? It's, it's still yeah. cheaper shit down there because it's... Cause it's it, it well, I, just, I was just looking in Westport and there was fucking houses for like six, seven thousand dollars in Westport. Oh, is that outrageous? I, well, it's a beautiful Westport. area. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's not... A, I don't want to talk shit about Westport, but it's yeah. not the most desirable place to live. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very beautiful, but it's um, remote Isol- and... Isolated. Rough yeah. and... It'd be the kind of place like in the past where you'd have been like, well, if all the thing goes to shit, at least I can afford a little house in Westport. If everything turns to shit and we're living in a thunder, Thunderdome-style dystopia in the next 10 years, I'm probably just going to go back to my Manafina where in Kaikaui and be like, hey, remember me? I'm that estranged homo. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Love me. <laughs> It'd be interesting to try and find a guest. I don't know what like discipline they would they would have studied, but someone that sort of... I, would it have been an economist or, or, or some kind oh, of sociologist yeah, to talk about yes. like what happens if this keeps going? Like what, where? Because if no one can afford to live anywhere, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I know what happens. Do we just become sort of serfs? Like the corporations yeah, give you a little bit of land and or give you a bed? You can get a pretty decent house in Invercargill for like four four hundred k. True. It's, is that, that's is, still outrageous. I think that's fucking ridiculous. Why is that us? Should we, we almost move to Invercargill? Uh, oh. I thought about it because education is free, but then also the South Island is um, literal trash. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. We're going there soon, so you might want to calm, calm down on that. <laughs> just bit. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That said that, it's now tethered to um, less than fond memories of my, my ex, so maybe I'm biased. Show me a good time, South Island, when I'm there next month as a single lady. Mm. Yeah, so me and uh, me and Sam um, are going on tour with um, poet Liz Breslin, who's putting out her new poetry collection on my publishing house. So um, Christchurch and Dunedin, 18th and 19th, we're going to be performing in your fair cities. And I will be uh, cruising Wolf Bar later, all douched and lubed and ready to go. So if you're listening in Dunedin... <laughs> <laughs> Look out for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm dude. not kidding. <laughs> Just don't get lost. Well, how big is Dunedin? We played there one time and um, with this guy Stan, and then we just in the morning he wasn't in the ACOM, and like where the fuck is Stan? And we had to drive around looking for him. <laughs> was he alive? Is that, or is this well, we just went story? back to the venue, and then he was sitting outside having a coffee. Okay, so been up on that. I don't know what the fuck you've been doing. <laughs> Young frisky folk singer. Young frisky. Oh, sounds lit. Sounds real lit. While we're promoting things, I got my play coming up soon in Auckland. Forty-five cents an hour. Yay! At the I'm basement. Coming to that. Yep. Dan's coming. Yep. What night are you going, Dan? I'm going on the first. I'm going on the third. Oh, okay. Um. Why do we get different nights, Tom? Because uh, I wanted you to come when Jazz and it and Warrior coming. Fair enough. Can't have all my f- all my friends all together. Hope you don't expect me to control them. <laughs> Dom, I love how you're obviously the listeners can't see this, but how you're holding the microphone up now, like <laughs> like you're about to give a poetry reading. Or well, that's what, I, that's what I've always done. I've always, I don't have a I don't have a condenser mic for some reason, even though I'm the founder of this fucking podcast. I've got a <laughs> shitty fucking performance do mic. Do you, me, do you want me to send you this tripod in the mail? No, no, it's all right. It's all right. I just I just suffer quietly. <laughs> Not that quiet. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other fun talking points did you have? Because um, I put things that maybe we don't want to get into. What do you mean? Things you don't want to get into? 
Well, I, I did put the Middle East on there, but I actually don't think I want to talk about that at all. No, I just don't feel like I'm educated enough to add anything that hasn't already been said. I mean... Yeah, so if I, we do say anything on it at all, I'll say that I'm so sick of like seeing celebrities virtue signaling about it on Instagram. It's, it's ugh, <clears throat> yuck. Fuck up. But then actually compared to other issues, like the celebrity grandstanding is oddly absent. Do you know what I mean? I suppose it's because for a lot of American celebrities who have a platform, I mean, you know, America's weird about that. Well, it's career suicide, that. right, to speak out against Israel yeah, yeah. and America. Yeah, so, um, Natalie Portman said something which I thought was quite nice. I mean, keep it a shit, but still the fact that she said anything at all is, is nice. I mean, it's so weird having a career like that, eh, where it's like, you know, you're, you're earning millions of dollars and you probably have this really expensive lifestyle and supporting a lot of people, yeah. but at the same time you're so hamstrung in what you can say and... I would fuck that up in a second. There's just no I, kind of, I, I like that we're sort of like in this moment demanding celebrities or people um, with influence to be more aware and involved. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't actually think, I don't think this is a, a time where you can have have a, a public platform and, and not sort of pitch yourself responsibly, you know? Like, I yeah. mean, it was a full stop there, so. Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> Fuck. Dan, did we get any mail to the um, fucking Patreon? Mm, no, I don't think so. Did you? When you what were you check? expecting? Well, because last, last week I asked the fucking listeners or something. There's lots of them out there. Hundreds of them listening <laughs> to this fucking dribble. <laughs> the least they could do is write to us. I'm, in my, I'm literally in my sick bed recording this and they can't even be bothered just typing us a little message. I was, sure crypto. Oh, that's what I, I was asking about crypto. That's I was asking about crypto. But did you see that just oh, fell off a we've cliff? Got a message. Oh, what does it say? Oh, what is that? What is it? One vote for winter boots for Sam. Hey! Yes! Yes, please. Well, now that crypto's right. fallen off a cliff, I guess we can just <laughs> spend it on fucking it's footwear. Like, dodged a bullet there. Is this like a litmus for the state of the nation? Buying me a new pair of Rick Owens is, is more important to our like micro listenership than unpacking cryptocurrency. <laughs> as it should be. As it should be. I wonder if my I wonder if my friends have lost lots of money now. Um I can't believe that you don't have cryptocurrency, Dan. This seems exactly like something you'd be into. Uh, the funny thing is, um, my friend tried to get us to all go in on it and we're a few years ago and we're all just like, nah, fuck that. Damn it, damn it. Um, You could have been retired by now. He sent us the email like last year where we all declined it. Oh man, you could have been a millionaire this come this year, you know what I mean? How much money does your friend have? Well, none, he didn't do it, but he was fucking pissed pissed Uh, off. But why didn't he just do it by himself? I don't know. It would have been nice to sink like a few grand into it. I'm just going to vanish to get another pod. I'll be right back. What is he doing another pod? What the fuck is he talking about? He's on another pod? Is he doing another podcast? In the middle of this Sorry. podcast? Jesus Christ. Well, um, I know someone that fucking had shitloads and then he lost the fucking password to get into it, into the wallet. Heard a few cases of that. Mm. There's a guy that in the UK that had like 67 million or something. That he lost on a computer that was in a landfill. And he, like, <laughs> the area. Oh. Yeah, well. You'd have to um, be on drugs to be that stupid, right? There's no way you, you'd, in your right mind you wouldn't think about that. Well, I think I getting a massive. It was worth nothing, though. Getting a massive uh, windfall of money would, like, I mean, it could potentially ruin your life, couldn't it? Or it would definitely fuck with your perception of reality. You know, because. You know, one day you have like a certain amount of experiences and opportunities available to you, and that sort of, you know, constitutes your reality. And then the next minute, suddenly everything opens up. I mean, that would be incredibly overwhelming. I think it would depend how much money it was, because I'm saying you, like a million up. You know what I mean? Like that would. Yeah. Be, see, I reckon. I reckon if you got like a million to ten million, I reckon that would fuck a few way more than if you got a hundred million. Because if you got something that much, you could bring people with you. But if you just yeah. got enough that you were suddenly heaps richer than everyone you knew, but you didn't, it's not enough that you can really, 
you know, help them, you know, I think it'd be re- that would be really isolating. I think you could, with one to, one to 10 million, you could still make, like, calculating investments to benefit all the people around you. You could a bit, but it's not like the way that things are at the moment. It's not like you could buy, you know, even a house or you could, you know, I guess you buy people some cars or something. But I just, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't buy people a house for starters because fuck owning property. I'm literally over it. It's the cultish obsession of this country to do. Yeah, but think how good it would be if you were just like, fuck, I'm buying this fucking street and everyone I love can come and live here for free. Oh, that would be, that'd be quite fun, actually. And we're going to have, you know, <clears throat> we could well, buy, we could buy to... Dan's apartment building and we'd just all go live in that. Wait, and, and, and only hung out? Yeah. I don't know, didn't the mall burn down? The mall burned down, right? There was a fire in the mall recently. No, Dan? Like a lotto shop burned down. Oh, okay. Fuck you back up your old tricks, aren't you, Dan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, The old gasoline fingers, Dan. Gasoline fingers. Had to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've had your eye on that for a while, that that fucking eyesore of a lotto shop. Were there any other nasties, like, um, on that budget list or nah? Nothing. Dan, can you have a look for us? All right, let me have a look. Sorry, Dan, I'm making. I'm really working you to the bone today. Um, I had a potential talking point that I had. I was like, I was just on Grindr before I got on here. Obviously, single lady status, and like, there's just so many faceless profiles, and I'm wondering if that's a Tinder experience too. Like, do you get on Tinder and are there faceless profiles or? Yeah, and the fucking the weird one um, is like people that have like. um, Weird, kind of slightly out of focus, like inspirational quotes. And like quite often, like in, you know, like a a real man is honest and hardworking and, and all this shit. And it's like who the fuck is that supposed to attract? I feel like and then no picture, or no picture of them or any sort of information about them. Well, they probably know that they're objectively unattractive, and they're trying to pitch their sparkling personality first. By that's their that's their asset in, the, in that brief interaction before you swipe left or right. The whole thing's a shit show. Yeah, I don't like how Tinder operates, that whole swiping thing. It's, that's awful. It's just rating someone. So what, how does Grindr work? It's just a scroll, an endless scroll. You know, you, it's like a buffet. And, just and like, then you just hey, message hey. people. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't know if somebody's like, you know, swiped you left or right. Oh, so um, you don't match. Oh, you don't match. You just hit anyone up and be like, hey, here's a picture of my asshole. Wow. What are you doing? So there's 200 million allocated for homelessness <laughs> initiatives. Good, good. Segway. Yeah, oh no, you can keep segue. talking about Sydney PBR. So I don't mind. Um, no, no, that's um, so that's fantastic. That's really fantastic. Less than the rail, though. I just don't. Where the fuck do people get time to go on dates, though? Like, I don't have any time to go on a date. I mean, that's you know? the beauty of hookup culture. You can just slip 20 minutes in here, 20 minutes there. Yeah, but people, yeah. And what constitutes a date? I'm not heterosexual, so might. Oh, I don't know. I come from fucking New Zealand. We don't go on dates, but it was... <laughs> you should see the, like the confusion I had when I went to Australia, and and people were like, "Oh, you know, you go on a date with them, but it's like actually, uh, um, you know, going to dinner with a stranger and talking about nothing." Well, especially when you got a weird, stupid life, it's a lot harder. You know what I mean? Wait, like, are you classifying your life as weird and stupid? Is yeah, they're like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I write poems and, you know, like a sort oh, of... Oh, you've like, got to work on your pitch. Oh, my fucking God. Is that what you sit down and say? Well, no, it's not. Obviously, it's not. I dress it up a bit. But that is what I do. So it's like, you know what I mean? There's only so far you can kind of take that. Especially because, you know, like at my age, it's like people like own fucking houses and have proper lives, you know, and you're like... um, Proper lives? Oh, you've been sipping that hetero Kool-Aid. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean. I don't. I don't. Well, I people... Do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try- sorry, I'm trying to look at the budget at the same time as do this. <laughs> I like, when I first started using Grindr, I used to like agree to having dates with people, but I mean, that ended after six months because it's just an absolute waste of time. I mean, I quite like meeting new people, but I guess it's just kind of like, I don't have any time. And then, you know, like there's nothing worse than you get there and you're like, I, we don't get along and, you know. 
Yeah, what are you doing? I went on, I went on a really nice date with someone when we went to the beach. That was really nice. Hey, and just good. talked about um, the um, how terrible society is. Oh, walked on the beach. That is the pitch. That's the pitch. Um, Four point five billion to be spent on transport services, but see, none of this is what this is. So I don't understand. That could just mean they're going to fucking get some new buses. That's a lot of money, though. That is a lot of money. Well, obviously, isn't that what happens after budget day? Is like this is a really rudimentary version of it, and then it gets interrogated afterwards. Like I'm assuming National already has. You know, barbed rebuttals at the ready. Yeah, Farmex getting some more money, but apparently it's half as much as they need. Oh, well, what, what's that going to do to the distribution of the vaccine? I don't know if it's to do with that. Um, I think it's more like so they can buy because you know there's been that thing where they can only buy certain drugs and people are dying, even though there's drugs that could cure them because they can't get them. So, yeah. for example, the drug that I'm on that allows me to walk and have a relatively normal life is it's a thousand dollars a week but because it's subsidized i only pay five dollars oh that, that's like me with prep i think prep i mean not that prep is allowing me to walk <laughs> um, <laughs> well it's allowing you not to get hiv which is yeah know, yeah yeah so it's, it, what, what it's doing for you it's doing for me in the reverse um <laughs> so it says so 1.3 billion on rail holy fuck Man, I feel like, did I say a decade? Maybe Whangarei is going to bloom in the next five years. I mean, that's a lot of money. No, I can't. I don't understand what the fuck. Why am I reading this? Too stupid to understand this kind of nonsense. That's what we're really lacking on this podcast, eh, is um, what? someone with some kind of like foundational education level, you know? What Foundational education? What are you talking about? We're, we're organic intellectuals. We're all fucking autodidacts. And like no one here is... Uh, maybe I think Kaya might have went to university, but no one else here has really got a proper education, which I think is good in a lot of ways. But then it would be nice to have someone that could like read the budget and explain to us what's going on. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. And what was so again? I think maybe talking to somebody who has like a political side and a uh, oh, pardon me, and, a, <laughs> <laughs> and something to do with economics <laughs> under the belt. That'd be ideal, right? Sorry, I just had that wine. Oh, it's a very savory umami, but very oh, umami. I feel like drinking, but obviously I can't. You could still drink. If you have whiskey, you might feel better tomorrow morning. Do you want to bring me some? You could get in like the bus and you get the train and you get another bus and then you'll be here in like two hours. Uh, I'm sorry, to two, the buses the tra- two buses and a train. <laughs> <laughs> two buses and a train. Two buses and a train. Welcome, it, Sam. Like a, Fuck, like you, you'll be fish. here by 7.30. Fucking absolutely not. I'm sorry. If I, if I had a motor <laughs> or a, a drove, I'd come out, but I'm not taking two buses and a fucking train. Oh, no, thank wow. you very much. Fuck, I wonder who I could trick into Uber uh, yeah can you just um, can you just edit that last bit out Dan where I said what was I going to say trick someone to giving me some whiskey why because uh, I sound like a fucking asshole <laughs> I mean it in a jovial <laughs> funny <laughs> I mean it in a jovial funny way but I, under, I just realised that the listeners don't know me very well so <laughs> <laughs> nah, keep all of that in yeah keep all of that in no take it out <laughs> oh shit oh my god so obviously I have just had a breakup and I keep I'm now in this hole of like I think the first three weeks I was like oh I hate the kind of hope he's dead um, and now I'm like oh okay maybe I'm not the, the easiest person to be in a relationship with and I'm like I don't know if this is normal because this is sort of like my first big big separation like before he must not be named I just generally like have weird and consistent things with drug dealers um but now i'm like in my head just going back over like every little thing that i do this get all done in this subsequent seven years and this really annoyingly neurotic and meticulous way and i'm just wondering if that is normal is that normal yeah but then also you do it to them as well and then you're like oh, oh yeah. but everyone sucks you know everyone's like everyone's trash, the fact yeah, that anyone can have a relationship is the most incredible thing in the world. If you think about how annoying and crazy everyone is, that's know? fair. That's totally fair. Um, so maybe I should commend myself in seven years. Well, something my therapist told me, my old therapist, which I thought was quite interesting, um, was she was saying that people always think that a relationship is that you come together and it grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. But she said what it's actually like is you come together and you push apart. 
and then you decide whether you want to come together again. And if you do, then you go to the next step and then you get pushed apart. And if you do, you go to the next step and it keeps going like that. And she's saying at any point, it's completely valid to step away from it. But if you do want to go to the next step, that's when the relationship will potentially grow. Not always, obviously, because sometimes you're just not matched or the person's toxic yeah. or you're insane, whatever the thing is. But she's saying that's how it kind of works and it completely changed. I haven't had a relationship since she told me that, but it's completely changed the way I think about relationships. I definitely get that. Um, I mean, me and Owen, oh, me and whatever his name is, just edit his name out. Me and whatever Can you make a note of that, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> me and whatever his name is, like, we definitely broke up uh, at the two-year mark and then we got back together again. Um, yeah, and I feel like if things hadn't gone so badly or maybe we'd been a little bit more open this, the subsequent five years since that first breakup, then maybe we could have come back together again. But now I just feel like it's completely impossible. Yeah, and also like, you know, you're a young man who's about to put out a bloody um, fucking book of pornography and travel the world. <laughs> it is pornography. I'd forgotten and then I'm obviously doing the edits and rewrites at the moment and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I was telling Liz because who we're going to go on tour with and I was like, yeah, it's quite, um, and she, I mean, she didn't give a fuck, but she was like, it's quite out there. <laughs> I, I can't. Like, I've got. I so, see this to you. Oh no, you go. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just I've got some really good promo ideas we need to sit down and talk about sometime soon. Yeah, so keen. I um, yeah, real keen. Oh my god. And like I know I was saying this to you. I feel like going back and reading those edits. I just feel like um, the last two years my writing's changed so significantly. It's, it's so cringe to like look at those stories. But I'm having, now I'm having like a really good time, like basically re retooling them from the ground up, like. One of them I've just scrapped, scrapped completely and I'm like rewriting entirely. I feel so much better about it. And mostly from your workshop, which was actually, I thought it was going to be us just sitting around with a bunch of strangers and everyone reading out their shit, reading format, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. But I, I was so pleasant, pleasantly surprised to find that it was just like almost six hours of really grounded, practical advice. It was so no, dense. I, mean, I've, I have no desire to sit around listening to other people's writing. Oh, and it's not to say, you know, the, obviously people do my course who are fucking incredible writers, but... It's, yeah, I just find that kind of workshop, it just, it's seldom... It's, it's masturbatory. Seldom, it's a fucking circle jerk. Well, you know, how it can work is like, because I've got a weekly workshop and we come together every week and that works because everyone takes a turn and then they go away and think about their piece and come back again. And But if it's just like one time or two times, it's just like, yeah. What's the point? Well, I think what a lot of people do is it's just a way to earn some money and it's easy whereas you know what I'm doing with showing people actual practical things it, it took me a long time to create that syllabus because it was like it's quite hard to teach some of that shit in a simple way you know it's actually it's so great I was so pleasantly surprised it was oh, thank really, you. really you should really write great. me a testimonial actually I need to put, I'll put it on the internet yeah I'll fucking do it I'll do that um, if people if the listeners I'm going to promote one more thing yeah, if they want to do my fucking workshop I've got one coming up in July um, hit me up on Instagram or email me or just yell at me on the street and I'll give you a place. <laughs> Have you seen my headphones? Have you seen my headphones? Yeah, like they, they look beautiful. No, they, they're broken and I tried to fix them with a rubber oh, band. Oh, I thought you'd like wrapped, uh, wrapped ribbon around them to look fancy. No, no, they broke. And so I so underneath is like electrical tape and I basically mummified it and mm -hmm. that didn't work. So I tried creating some sort of scaffold with this red ribbon and that didn't work, or it almost did. And then I finally added this last little rubber band and now they're fixed. But I wear this to the gym and I'll be like, you know. With your butt plug. Yeah, occasionally. And then, you know, I'll be deadlifting with all these other like steroid inflated grunts. And I've got this fucking ribbon on my head. Do you take steroids? No, but I thought about as a writing project taking steroids and then just like documenting what it. What about for um, a podcast project? Uh, no, but because they make you really emotionally <laughs> volatile, and I already have like a default setting of rage that I do not want True. to exacerbate. Imagine anyway. if you killed Dan. Yeah, no, I mean, he's lucky he's, he's, only, he's, lucky he's an only hanger. It could have happened already. <laughs> Love you, Dan. Um, and also, your dick shrinks. Your dick shrinks. And I really, I don't need that. No one needs that. No. 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 That's true. There must be a small dick kink, though, right? Like, yeah, there's a kink for is. everything. There is a small dick kink. Um, like, that whole chastity vibe where guys still really put themselves in chastity to shrink their dicks. It's normally when they're in like a sub-dom relationship with a dom daddy. I'll tell you a funny story about small dick kink. Um, 
So <laughs> great setup, great setup. So I just want to try and tell the story without putting anyone's names in it. But um, so my ex got interviewed about kink, um, and and because she's in that world to some degree at least. And then the interviewer, what's that? Dan, can you Sorry. edit it out? And obviously it's not. Fuck. <laughs> 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 no, someone that you don't know. Anyway, and then the interviewer got in touch with me out of the blue and was like, hey, we wanted to talk to some men and about kink. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool, I'll talk to you. And they're like, we're specifically looking for men um, who have small dick, like a kink about having a small penis. And I was like, oh, I don't have that kink. I've got these other kinks and told them what I was into. And they're like, no, no, we want to talk to people about that. And I was like, why are you asking? And then I realized that my ex to fuck with me must have told them that I had that kink. <laughs> I was like, you bravo mother... Bitch, bravo, bitch, And then because and then, I was denying it, it just made me look more like I was like, you know, like that I was just kind of like embarrassed about it. I was like, nah, like I'm into all this other weird shit. I just don't like that. Like it's... She would have just said that I should have been like, yeah, he's got a really tiny dick and he, and he loves it. He just loves it. Like he loves yeah, he loves me talking dick. about how small it is. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that until just then. Oh. <laughs> Should you have some horrifying stories under your belt. That bestiality one that obviously we can't say here. Oh, yeah, I'm, that was traumatizing, I'm, man. I'm taking um, that just for the grade. Just for the record, I wasn't involved in the bestiality. <laughs> I just, it wasn't me. You're a, 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 a non-consensual witness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look what happens when Kaya and Todd go away. We'll come full circle. You're complaining that we're a two news talk ZB before and we're right back to shock tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Bestiality and tiny dicks. All right. On that note, let's wrap things up. Um, thanks for listening. Subscribe. Um, thank you to the new patrons that have signed Buy up. Buy me some boots. Buy me some boots. Um, if you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com. How not to be an asshole. You can fucking um, give us money, which will sit in the Patreon forever. Cause, but, but we bought a new logo with it, and um, we might buy Sam some kind of footwear maybe. We bought some yes, audio please. equipment. That's why it just sounds so much better. Yeah, this um, new... Um, this new USB hub is fantastic. Thank you so much, Dan. No, thanks. Sorry. Thanks to patrons. Oh, thank you to the patrons. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. That was nice for a second there. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you too, Dan. And we'll buy, yeah. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.